Welcome to Solid Steps Radio, 2016 version. I'm Chad Russell. I'm sitting here with our co-host and founder of Further Still Ministries, Mr. Kurt Satter. How are you doing this morning, Kurt? Chad, doing great. Doing, so I, doing I got, well. I got I, my nice little Further you, Still Ministry sweater on. Yeah, you, you know, you look really good there, Thanks. man. Thanks. I bought this on eBay. Somebody <laughs> got rid of it. So For I, what, two and a half dollars? There you go, man. Looks good. <laughs> no, so, yeah, uh, you look real good, man. Thank you. So it's 2016. All right, let me ask you this question. My wife and I had this, this topic of conversation. I'm assuming you do some Christmas decorations at your house. Yes. A tree and something. Yes. Right? Lights. Do you do lights? You like that? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So when do you take everything down? Um, typically, I mean, you know, just a few days after Christmas, kind of New Year's, but... So it doesn't go into New Year's at all. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do go into sometimes. Okay, uh, it, it kind of varies. So like this year, we got relatives coming this coming weekend. So uh-huh. we're gonna kind of still doing some Christmas right. this coming weekend, and so we're gonna leave everything up for the most part. <laughs> because I had all, we had all of our lights up and everything, and and it's funny. Like the the January the second is kind of my date that I turn everything off. Right. That's like January the 2nd, January the 2nd, January 1st. We celebrate New Year. So but there was one day in there that I think it was January the 2nd. And there was some neighbors that had theirs up. And here I am. I got my little nativity thing out and I got the, <laughs> the lights are out. And I'm thinking like I, I'm like the Jesus guy in the neighborhood. I got to turn my lights on. Mine, they're out and theirs are on. And my boys they're are more like, spiritual than you. Right, my, my boys are like, well, they got their Christmas. Lately. You know, I'm like, oh, so uh, I was just at, taking that uh, that quiz because it's a new year. And I mean, it's it's kind of nice to it. I kind of like to linger, have to have it linger a little yeah, bit, I'm, you know, and then but after a while, it's like, all right, shut it off and, you know, clean it up. Right. And, you know, so anyway. Well, that's always a topic of discussion every year because January 1 is a new year. And I don't know about you or listeners, but I love New Year's. It's like a fresh, clean slate. It's a new year. And so whether your Christmas lights are down the 26th or June or January the 6th, or you keep them up year round, I know some folks. Hey, well, I just saw, actually, uh, a friend just commented to me that that somebody had their Christmas wreath up, um, like, all year, and now it's, it's, it's down already. Well. It was, it was there all summer. I'm like, well, why is there wreath up all summer? I don't know. But, you know, hey, we're all... Well, it's a new year. So that's the thing about we love about New Year's is that it's a new year. You get to start fresh and it's you hope that things are going to be different this year than last. Sometimes with stuff, you want things to change. And uh, we're kind of hitting on that this month of January with things about how do we start fresh, start new. How do we start anew? Yep. And our guest hopefully will bring us tons uh, of wisdom to uh, do he's, that. He's going to. Or as I like to call it, our, our free counseling session <laughs> for you and me. <laughs> Listeners, it's, it is a great uh, treat to have Tony Gore with us again. Uh, Tony, you were with us a couple, three months ago. And uh, yeah. so welcome, Tony. Yeah, it's good to be here. So, Tony, you have been in the counseling world for how long? Oh, wow. Um, I think I actually got licensed back in 2001. So uh, almost 15-ish yeah, years 15 or whatever. 15 years. Been in ministry longer than that. So You've been a pastor for how long? I've been a pastor since 1990. Okay, uh, yeah. You're, so you got a year, a year on me. Yeah. I started in 91. I graduated yeah. high school in 91. Uh, right. Okay, that's We're it. the I'm old done. guys. We get it. Go ahead. Yes, Chad's a mere child. And, uh, <laughs> but Tony, it's great to have you. So, we, you know, we're going to talk today, uh, listeners, about starting afresh and how, how do we do that in the best way. And guys, as you're listening, 
um, some of you guys are, you know, are, are starting the year off with a bang and things you had a great last year. Things are going really well, but we're also, we want to talk with some guys who might be struggling right now. Right. Uh, the, the first of the year sometimes can be a real kind of a bumpy time for, for yeah. guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, you get through the holiday season and, uh, there's, there's a lot of distractions in uh, November and December. And then January rolls around and you've got a a number of things. You've got uh, kind of the after effects of of all the holidays. And Uh, the bills. You've got the financial stress, which always compounds things. Uh, And then beyond that, you've you've dealt with a lot of family, for better or for worse. And sometimes (laughs) that's a great experience and sometimes that's a a challenging experience. Uh, When you've got single single guys, single people out there, it, it can be a very low only time uh, addictions are highest in the month of December. I think that's interesting. You know, it's like we we kind of have our frame of reference, but a lot of people are coping through the holidays too. And so you get through all those distractions, and you get into a new uh, a new year. But it's also a blank calendar, and it's like okay, uh, we survived that for some people, and then you're you're trying to make sense of it and get a get a fresh start. And so back back up again. You said the month of December is the highest in what with addictions. Wow. Yeah. Just guys, we can really struggle and really battle. That whole the whole holiday season can really yeah. be a struggle. Yeah, you think about it. There's a lot of uh, unstructured time. There's a lot of uh, people are out of their routines, uh, and then there are the people who uh, who have uh, hopes that they'd be in a different place, family wise or relationship wise. And when that's not there, you turn to other things sometimes. So. Yeah, and so so the month of January, you know, Chad, you talked about this is a whole new year, new beginnings, and for some people that that brings great excitement. Mm-hmm. I, I could see it in your eyes this morning, you know, <laughs> dropping <laughs> the kids off at school. You mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, but you mentioned kind of before we uh, got on air, you just you know, new year and new beginnings, and how exciting that is. But but Tony, talk a little bit about um, the whole area of hope and. Um, sometimes expectations and sometimes we kind of get mixed up with that whole thing and, and that can really lead us to some great discouragement yeah um, in the yeah. month of January yeah absolutely I you know there's and there's just as I said there's all kinds of compound compounding factors there um, uh, you know you're uh, you're also in the winter time, which, uh, you know, I mean, just look yes. around you. And uh, although this year has been a little different here in the in the Louisville area, it's uh, it's been unseasonably warm, which helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. But now that this cold weather's here, all of a sudden, you know, it, it has a psychological impact, too. And some people struggle. You know, the, the clinical notion for that is seasonal affective disorder, which is a real deal. Some people in the winter time, it's just harder to function. You don't want to get out of bed uh you shut down a little more you you kind of pull in and uh, you know that's what nature's doing and and so in some ways that's that's what we are tempted to do too and you have to fight some of those impulses and not not just shut down in the winter time okay so, so just just that little area right there what you know when you talk about winter and the and the blues and mm-hmm. and uh longer um Actually, shorter days, shorter light, days, the, longer the, nights. Light, yeah, yeah, longer nights. The the, the sunlight. How, how, you know, from a 
from a counselor's perspective, if a guy is going to come in and talk with you and he's just got some blues and discouragement mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe it's just kind of that seasonal thing, what, what, what do you tell him? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, really trying to drink, get, drink more coffee or what? <laughs> you know, I, I, I love those research reports that always come out. You know, you just hang around long enough. You're going to get permission to drink an extra cup of coffee. You know, they tell you it's good for you or it's bad for you. But just stick around. You know, some people put a little extra in their coffee. too. Uh, right? You know, that, that's you, true. It really is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but I, I think, you know, the reality is um, for a lot of people, there is just that normal sense of of kind of the blahs after the holidays, you get into the winter season and it's just, it's just a little more difficult. And, and so I think it is important even for your listeners to understand not everybody has to go to counseling, you know, but, but the reality is, you know, who are you talking things through with? Who are you opening up with? Um, and not just in your prayer life, which is really important to be honest with God about what you're feeling, what you're thinking, but who are you inviting in from Christian community standpoint? Uh, who knows uh, your good days and your bad days, your struggles, uh, the blessings? You know, who are you inviting into your life? That's one of the things that I hit with everybody that comes in with me is I tell people, I don't want to be your counselor for life. You know, I, I really want you to work me out of a job. You know, replace me with somebody that can speak into your life and, and speak truth to you. He who walks with the wise grows wise yeah. and, and gets help and gets encouragement and gets the fellowship that they need. Right. Uh, back up a little bit, Tony. You, you mentioned something about, you know, being honest with God. Hmm. And how I, I don't I, I've been a pastor for with men for how many years? And I think that's hard for us guys to truly be honest with God. Um, how do you help a guy become honest with with the Lord? Yeah, well, there's there's a, you know, a number of things you can do. But one of the things I love to do is just point people to the reality of, of what we see in Scripture. You know, I, I love when, when you start talking about depression and hopelessness and some of those things, I love getting guys into the Psalms. You know, if you mm. read through the Psalms, I, there's some honesty there. <laughs> some real honesty. And I, I read an article this week that said, you know, uh, you read the Psalms and hear it talk about depression and it really kind of puts the DSM-5, the clinical books, to shame. You know, there's really some, some deep, dark depression that gets unpacked. In, uh, in the Psalms. I love King David's example. I think, I think one of the reasons um, God looked at David and said, now here's a man after my own heart, is because he let God have it. All of it. I mean, the good, the bad, the ugly, he held nothing back from God. And I think God looked at that, and I think he smiled, and I think he said, man, no, that's it. No, we, we don't hear that a lot in the church family. I mean, to... To, to, to lay it all out there, ex- expressing our emotions, our anger, our deep sadness, yeah. and um, expound on that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, why don't we take a break, and then we'll expound on that a little bit more, because I think it's interesting that who wrote most of the Psalms was David, right? right? right. And see, so this this man of men, you know, manly men. Oh, my goodness. And he was depressed. He had a lot, to, a lot of it at his own hand and, and yeah. other circumstances. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to talk more about that in the break. We'll take a break. Solid Steps Radio. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. We are uh, joined here with Tony Gore of Freedom Counseling Services. And uh, we just want to, first off, thank our listeners. Thank you for listening. But we also want to thank Carol Rogers of uh, 
Carol Rogers Carpet One, uh, Ed and his crew are, or Ken, I'm sorry, and his crew are sponsors of the show. And we want to thank Ken for stepping up and, and sponsoring our show. So if you have any flooring needs in 2016, Carol Rogers Carpet One. And also, if you want to hear this entire broadcast, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Solid Steps Radio. You can hear this entire broadcast podcasted on Monday. Uh, we'll put a link to it. All you got to do is click on that link, and you can hear the entire show and all of our past shows as well on our Facebook page. So, Tony, we were talking a little bit about um, the blues and, and how that this time of year is really a, a big deal. So, uh, Kurt, what were you, what you? Well, we were talking, you know, Tony, about discouragement and how... How do we work through that with God yeah. and being honest with him? And sometimes we're, we're in the church where God knows it all anyway. Yeah. He knows every thought, anything that's going through us. But sometimes how do we process that with him? How do we pray to him? Right. And sometimes we're kind of, I, I think there's a expectation that we have to say, well, you know, God, you're always good, which he is, mm-hmm. but we, we don't get real honest with him. Talk, right. talk about that. And how do we yeah. become more and more honest with him? Yeah, I think, I don't know what gets in the way more. It's kind of uh, religiosity or, mm. uh, or if it's kind of our view of our father that we confuse with how we see God, you know, those things really get in the way sometimes of us understanding that he is a, a good father and a loving father. And like you said, he knows knows it all already. So why do we feel like not being honest with him somehow is the right way to approach him? You know, I, I think David's example, as we were talking about in the Psalms, he, he wrote so many of the Psalms, he's just brutally honest with God. And I think God looked at that and he was like, yes, that's it. That's I, what I want. God can handle all our tough questions and right. You know, even in our, our, our struggling with our attitude maybe towards him and the situation, circumstances of life that we're in the middle of, um, yeah. I yeah, I mean, I can completely relate to yeah. that. And, and I think we see that in the person of Jesus. You know, there's a reason why messy people were so attracted to him. I think they were just more honest and more real than a lot of the religious people who yeah. were hiding a lot of stuff. And Jesus was drawn, he was drawn to them and they were drawn to him. I think they just were able to be themselves around him and he got criticized for it. And so we see in the Psalms, you know, David kind of walking that out and talking that out. I mentioned in the break, um, Psalm 42 and 43, you know, David is in this deep, dark place. Uh, We don't know exactly who wrote all the Psalms, but he, so many of them are attributed to him. And, and he was in this dark place. And, And one of the things we see in Psalm 42, five is this refrain that happens a few times in Psalm 42 and 43. And he says, why so downcast? O my soul, why so disturbed within me? Put your trust in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And Chad, you remarked, you know, the Psalms have this ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. It's like he takes you down in the pit, and then all of a sudden he's like, but what else am I going to do? Right. I'm going to have to, I've got to get myself out of this. And so, God, you've got to rescue me. You're my only hope. You but know. he's also kind of talking to himself, too. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, why are you so downcast, oh, my soul? I mean, yeah. David, why are you, so, you know, you're in the pit here. You're really discouraged. You got some serious blues going on. Yeah. Back in my training, I had a professor <laughs> who said, um, you know, we we listen to ourselves too much and we don't talk to ourselves enough. And mm. I thought that was really Fantastic. He's like, you know, you've got these voices that just play over and over again in your head, and they're usually negative thoughts or things that you've heard from your family or things that you've heard from 
people that have pushed you down. And we listen to those an awful lot, but we don't actually speak to ourselves enough and tell ourselves what we're going to do differently. Wow. And that's what I think David is exactly doing here. He's saying, hey, listen, soul, you are a mess. You know, you are just in a bad place. And so we're going to put our trust in God. We're going we're gonna to bank on what we know to be true, even though we feel like crud. We're going to actually, you know, look to somebody different, look to a, a source that's bigger than what we feel. And I think that's really key, too. Wow. That's, that's, that's good stuff. So, so a, a guy, he's listening right now who has a buddy or maybe he himself is, how do you, how do you specifically verbalize that to God or how do you do you, yeah. you, you, you mentioned journaling in the break talk a little yeah. bit about that Yeah, I, I push a lot of the guys that I work with it's not something that's real natural or easy for it's guys it's hard for us guys but I tell them I say hey read a psalm and then take a shot at writing your own in your journal you know uh, take a shot at just writing what's really going on in your life. Tell God how ugly it is. Just be honest and real. Brutally raw. And, and I'll look out. at him and I'll ask him to bring the journal back. And usually what I'll say to him is I'll say, hey, if you bring it back and it's full of a bunch of religious jargon, I'm going to kick you in the butt. <laughs> I mean, I, that's just what I tell them because I don't want them, you know, just getting religious. I really want them getting honest with God. It's this, not about religion. It's about the relationship. So, so God... I just lost my job, or I just lost my marriage, or I just, my kids, whatever. Uh, uh, This absolutely stinks to high heaven, and I am absolutely... Um, there's probably some words that I shouldn't say on the radio, but you, that, that we need to put down in a journal and yeah. say it to the Lord. I, I, I was with um, a, a counselor years ago with a friend, and the, the, the counselor said... Um, what are you thinking about God right now? Mm-hmm. And what came out of his mouth uh, would would shock most people. But the counselor says, I am so proud of what you just verbalized. Right. Because God already knew what was in your heart, yeah. what was in your mind. And you just verbalized it. And I'm really proud of you for doing that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So... so you know, the Psalms, just, it, it, I heard Don Whitney say this. We hope to have him on the show. He said, the Psalms was the only book in the Bible given to us from God to turn around and give back to him mm. in prayer mm. and in song. Yeah. And I thought, boy, that is really profound because when you read through those, you just see this, like I said, the ebb and flow and you see ourselves in there, you know. So take some of the Psalms and uh, Psalm 71, I, I, we were reading the break, just, you know, where the, the psalmist is saying, my life is filled with trouble and bitterness and mm-hmm. difficulty and pain. And yet he, he kind of turns it around and he says, but Lord, I'm still coming to you. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. So, so um, when we're in the middle of this hopelessness, uh, you know, the Bible says hope deferred, you know, hope that is delayed it, it brings sadness of heart. Mm-hmm. So how, how, how do we, okay, we've uh, kind of unpacked this. How do we talk with God? Uh, and then you mentioned how do we, we, we really need to get a guy or two or three around us. Right. How, how, do, how does a guy find another guy that he can kind of listen to him, 
but also also cry out and, yeah. and get some help. Yeah, you know, I, uh, the best recipe I know is is what I've experienced. And I remember years ago, I would read these Christian books, you know, some of them in my training, some of them just kind of for personal edification. And all these guys would talk about, man, there's this guy who's speaking truth in my life and he knows me inside and out. And he, you know, and I would read these things and I would kind of have this grief and I'd go, I wonder if I'm ever going to have a, a relationship like that, a friendship like that. And so uh, I think the Holy Spirit kind of convicted me and he was like, well, what are, what are you doing to, to seek that out, to find that? And so I really made it a matter of prayer and I just said, okay, God, I want that kind of relationship. And I began to pray and just say, okay, um, God, would you help me to see some people that could be life givers, that could be truth tellers in my life? And I just prayed that. And over the period of a couple of weeks, I felt like I had a couple names of folks that that I could reach out to. And I'll tell you what, there was some fear and trembling even in approaching those guys. And and just it, it was humbling uh, as a man myself. It was like I didn't want to ask for help. You know, when I've got a project going on at the house, I will cuss and spit and, and, and just get so frustrated and do it wrong three times rather than call and ask somebody to help me sometimes. And And so I'm a very typical guy like that. But I think just humbling ourselves and saying, man, do I really want to, to have that in my life? And what am I willing to do to get it? And so I just approached this guy and I said, hey, would you pray about just sitting down and meeting with me every other week? Um, you know, for some people, it might be once a month. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking for somebody who's going to mentor you or, or, or lead you somewhere, um, sometimes it can be very mutual, you know, where you're really edifying each other. But sometimes, you know, some guys may not need that. And, and you may need to just go humbly and say, hey, I need somebody like you in my life. Would you be willing to do this for me? And so it takes humility. But I think it begins with prayer. You know, God knows who is in your life and who you're surrounded by. And for so many guys, as you all know, um, they they don't have anybody that challenges them or takes them somewhere. You, they're surrounded by people who tell them yes or or just kind of go with the flow. Um, you, uh, Kurt, you probably remember Todd Clark. I, it always rings in my head. You oh, know, yeah. show me your friends and I'll show you your future. The people that you surround yourself with are where you're headed. And so if you see somebody that's got something different that can offer you something, take the risk and ask them if they would pray with you or if they would go to lunch with you and just speak into your life. Yeah, I, I, I remember a guy one day, it was after a Bible study, and uh, he was so broken. He was, he, he had a failed marriage and then another failed marriage, and he was pretty much estranged from his kids, and he had just made a, a lot of a lot of poor decisions yeah but he but he came to study and he was so broken and uh, it was as simple simple that i had done he 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 actually had tears in his eyes this guy is a rough and tough dude i mean this is a man's man guy guy in 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 the world sense and yet he was so broken and i just put my hand on his shoulder kind of just firmly yeah and i said uh dale i'm i'm can i just pray with you right now and he told me years later, he says, that was one of the most powerful, meaningful things that a guy has ever done for me. And you should see his life now. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he is uh, full of God, full of the Lord, walking with Jesus, and God's using him. And you just need a, a guy or two to yeah. to, to connect, deeply connect. Yeah. So we're going to have to take a break here. Go yeah, ahead, Chad. let's take a break. And uh, we come back with Tony. We're going to talk a little bit more about... Uh, the blues, depression, and, and men and how we deal with that. So thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. 